0: The United States of America is called a Christian nation, Christian nation,
1: Christian nation.
0: It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity.
1: Faith, Faith, politics, 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 history, 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 and current
0: current events.
2: And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports part one. Detroit Tigers owner Chris Illich woke up from his coma this past Wednesday, figuratively speaking, to announce that general manager Al Avila had been fired. Avila had been the Tigers general manager since August 4th, 2015, but the franchise has suffered through a record of 427 wins and 606 losses during his tenure. He traded away two of Detroit's star players, Justin Verlander and J.D. Martinez, in 2017 for prospects Franklin Perez, Jake Rogers, Daz Cameron, Dewell Lugo, Sergio Alcantara, and Jose King, none of whom amounted to be elite athletes like Verlander and Martinez. Assistant General Manager Sam Menzin will serve as the interim GM for the rest of the season. Now here's your moment of clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering oh, boys I'm back!
0: And good afternoon. Well, since we don't have any curling news or lacrosse news to talk about, I won't get into that conversation with Derek. Um, maybe maybe as the weather gets a little bit colder, uh, I'll be able to have those conversations. Look outside today and I saw the sassafras trees are already turning red. You know what that means, don't you? That means fall, it's on its way. And with fall, that means school's back in session. And uh, I'm really excited about this. This is the first time in my life where I can say I'm excited that school is starting again. Um, I'm going to have the great privilege of uh, being a teacher at a wonderful Bible uh, college. And I'll be teaching hermeneutics. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show what that, what that means. It's one of those great big words that I, I think I spent $10 to buy that word. Um, what that means and what I'll be teaching. But uh, I want to first introduce a... Uh, my co-host, who's with me today, Ed Bondarenko. How you doing, Ed?
1: Well, it's been hectic. Can you hear me? I can hear you. That's a plus. That's a big plus right there.
0: <laughs> That's always been debatable, but okay. okay. <laughs> but <laughs> How are you I doing, Ed? on
1: your own. See you guys in an hour, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's life treating you, Ed? Just fine, except the dog ate my homework. I had a guest. Uh, Dick Morris was supposed to be on my show, and I got notice yesterday. He can't make it, and so I woke up this morning doing a ton of show prep. And then Windows decides to not let my system work correctly. It's just, just ducky. But hey, it's sunny. Oh no, it's not even sunny out. Never mind. I'm alive and, and I'm breathing.
0: Let Let me uh, introduce this next gentleman. Uh, first of all, I know him originally through his father. Without his father, I wouldn't know him. No, oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh. Uh. Pastor Paul Manwiller of Hope Church, and it's Lanny, a very dear friend, brother in Christ, uh, love him to death. Through him, I got to meet his son, Daniel, and now through with uh, Pastor Paul and Daniel, uh, we're working together in this Bible college. I'm going to let Daniel introduce the the Bible college and what's going on, and, uh, and I'm just gonna kind of like turn it over to him for a few. How you doing, Daniel?
3: I'm doing great, Rick, it's good to be on your show. I know it, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. So, yeah, I had uh, gotten to join your show, what was it, a couple months ago? And give, uh, I think we focused even more on things with things going on at the church and then mentioned something about the Bible College. And I'm happy to give your listeners an even uh, more complete introduction and update of things. Uh, Yeah. So, Rick, you. You've been involved with things since the beginning of this idea. Um, Last year, uh, last fall, there was an idea that uh, Dr. Gene Mayhew, who's been a close friend and associate of Rick, uh, came to my dad, Pastor Paul Mandler, and the two of them decided that there is not a Bible college in Southeast Michigan where someone who wants to have training in God's word, a Bible-centered college education, could do that in an in-person way in the whole Detroit metro area, all of Southeast Michigan. Um, there's a couple of seminaries in the area, but you really need, well, you do need a to have finished college to go to a seminary. So for all those who are interested in studying at that undergraduate level, there wasn't something they could do. So we decided, well, if there isn't something, let's start something. Right. And so I don't remember that. that yeah. <laughs> So we decided, uh, let's go forward with this. And I didn't know how you start a college. Um, I've been in plenty of college settings. I did an undergraduate and master's degree at the University of Michigan. So I know what it looks like to uh, study at a at an elite level, I suppose. But uh, I didn't know what it went into starting a college. But I've learned a lot since then. Um, we've started what is now Anchor Bible College. Um, this is a new Bible college that... Meets at the building of Hope Community Church in Ypsilanti at 2100 Ellsworth Road. And we're offering courses in biblical studies, theology, Christian ministry, and much more from a Bible centric worldview. Um, And intentionally having these things where it's involved with personal discipleship and an affordable and accessible way for students of any background to be interested in applying and coming and taking classes working towards either a one year certificate. Or a two-year associate's degree in biblical studies here at this new bible college
0: okay you said a few things here and i want i want to key in on that um first you said affordable yeah um, I, I remember how much it cost to go to the school. I, I I was paying pretty close to $400 per credit hour. Um, yeah. So the average was class $1, was like $1,200. And, and, and now I've been out since uh, 2016. So that means right. prices have gone up since then. Um, yep. So what is affordable?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. So one thing I can say is that we've intentionally kept prices even lower than the expenses at this point to try to make sure that we can bring any students in and get this going with the students who can afford it. And what affordable is at this point is one hundred and twenty dollars per class, um, which is about forty dollars per credit hour. Wow. So that uh, hopefully is where were those prices anyone. at when I went to there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been nice, huh?
1: Yeah. Are you still paying off your student loan debt, Rick? Um, and no, I actually, uh, when I
0: went to seminary, I paid each and every semester up front when I went in for my hard work, sweat, and tears. And, um, and I wish the prices were down closer to what Daniel's talking about than what I was paying, because I paid, which means I, I took classes a little bit longer spaced out so I could afford it. But man, that that is affordable. Now, what classes are available this semester? When do they start?
3: Yeah, really good question. So this fall we have four courses being offered. One is something called biblical study and interpretation or as what's commonly referred to as hermeneutics. And that's the big word that Rick paid $10 to buy. And I guess we could talk more about what that means uh, in a minute. The other classes are a Christian theology course and an Old Testament survey course, and a biblical Greek course.
0: Yeah, and I, I met your uh, professor teaching the Greek.
3: Yeah, he's a cool guy.
0: He is, he is. What's his name?
3: Yeah, if anyone knows Pastor Matt Poste, Uh he's uh, one who has a, a PhD in computer science, and then felt that God was calling him to be a pastor. So he went to seminary for another four years, and then has been a pastor at fellowship bible church in ann arbor for the past i don't know 15 or 20 years
0: yeah the reason i wanted you to mention the name i wanted to see watch ed's face because that name should have sounded very familiar to ed because he was he was on our our, we had a show where we had a number of pastors on or it was your show ed we had a number Mm -hmm. of and pastor matt was one of the uh guests you had and remarkable knowledgeable man matter of fact i will say that uh uh, without uh, trying to sound my own horn, um, the the instructors you have there, professors are absolutely knowledgeable in their field. and uh, they, can ex- they can expect to get uh, a good, solid uh, education in the class. Yeah,
3: so this is something that I think a lot of churches might have the kind of you know evening adult ed class where you have someone just teaching and it's fun. Um, and I encourage all of that. What we're trying to do, though, is very structured as College courses, working towards degrees. We've been authorized by the state of Michigan to be a college within the state of Michigan, a religious college, offering these uh, biblical degrees and have instructors with that kind of training and background to be teaching these courses.
0: Now, my class is going to be on Mondays from 4 to 7. That's correct. Um, and uh, I, I had to say that to verify, make sure I wasn't you know, <laughs> late my first exactly. day Exactly. <laughs> 4 to 7. And now uh, that's on Mondays, 4 to 7. And then there's a class right following mine. Which class is that? And you'll see why I'm breaking this out here for a second. Yeah. Invite our listeners, if they want to take classes, they can. So if you want hermeneutics, it's from 4 to 7 on Mondays. And yeah. we'd love to see you uh, enroll. I know a lot of our listeners work during that time, which is what I'm finding. Right, but true. But if you got kids that need to learn how to read the Bible, get them in. Yeah. So 4 to 7 is... is, is uh, my class. And then what starts at? Uh, at 7 at to 10
3: p.m., uh, that three hour time block is a Christian theology course. And that's going over systematic theology topics. Um, and actually, that's the first part of a two part systematic theology course. Um, Christian theology one this fall and then Christian theology two in the winter semesters. And, yeah and I, my,
0: my goal and hope Hint, hint is one of these days that uh, I'll be able to teach Old Testament theology, which is something just a blast. Yo, um, so, <laughs> yep. just just throwing that out there. Uh, no. And then OK, so that's on Monday nights. We have Christian theology Ooh. and, yep. and um, hermeneutics, as I, I call it. So what's happening on the next night?
3: Yeah. So I can describe to the listeners a bit, bit of how this works. Um, We've mentioned these three hour time blocks and that's because these are college courses that are three credit hour courses and that's the in class time. Uh, But anyone who's taken a college course before knows that there's a lot of study and homework that goes on outside of that. And so we've intentionally had classes meeting once per week in a three hour time block. And then you should, each student should expect about six hours out of class of study and homework and assignments. And so really it's a nine or 10 hour a week commitment uh, to be taking one of these courses. And so when we say they meet on a, on a Monday from 4 to 7 or 7 to 10, then the student needs to find time outside of that to do all the work. Um, but you were asking, Rick, what other courses we have. There's those two courses on Mondays and then also two courses on Thursdays. Uh, there's an Old Testament survey course on Thursdays from 4 to 7 p.m. And then the Greek course uh, from on Thursdays from 7 to 10 p.m.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I would recommend that Greek course for you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and the biblical <laughs> <getting> the <laughs> recommend, uh, and the personal the, and the hermeneutics
3: course and uh, the Old Testament survey course, the survey uh, yeah the theology course. yeah, all of those are good recommendations.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit a bit hermeneutics <laughs> this is something when we first started talking about getting this college put together, and yeah. we we're talking about what classes to offer. You might remember mm-hmm. the very first thing that shot out of my mouth is we need a hermeneutics class. Yeah. Um, and uh, what hermeneutics is, it basically, the word translates from the Greek basically to translate. There are over 3,000 divisions in the Christian church. And is 90% of the reason that there's so many divisions is because of that word hermeneutics, how they mm-hmm. translate their Bible. And there are some and that interpret bit, it, not just the interpret, word, but what they mean by it, yeah. what, what they mean by it and so you start getting all these different things and the approach we are going to be taking at uh, anchor is a historical linguistic look at scripture what the author meant when he wrote it so we get a better understanding which is uh will give you a more sound in my opinion a sound idea of what the Bible's actually saying to us in, in comparison to some hermeneutics that say, we well, are not going to worry about what the author meant it to mean. We're going to look at just how it applies for today. And that's it. And therefore, they make it apply to their theology without it actually having any context. So we, mm-hmm. we give it that linguistic historical view to find out exactly what the author was trying to say and uh that that is uh to me is exciting and and we give you all the tools and where to find the tools so you can do these studies yeah. and because there are tools involved if you're going digging for gold you don't go out barehanded. you take a shovel right when you're digging for what gold kind of in tools? the bible would you it, have
2: tools
3: absolutely what kind of tools uh, would a student use in your class Rick?
0: well to start out with my class they're going to have to have a computer i hate to say that mm-hmm. because we're going to get them into a program that can help them do word studies and uh Word searches and start looking up some historical context through a program that's called Logos. And uh, that's very, very we you negotiated a very great price for them getting <laughs> to get into Logos. Yep. I mean um, when I went to school, I was paying hundreds of dollars for my Logos. Uh, I think yep. you got it, like for less than the textbook, <laughs> so 50 bucks or something like that.
3: 50 bucks um, for uh, the, the fundamentals package for Logos that comes with one of the textbooks for the course, the digital copy, and all of those resources they'll need for the course.
0: Or, oh, Pretty great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then uh, we have to teach them how to do uh, Cultural study, and, and I have to be real careful when I say cultural study because a lot of people say, "Well, if you look at the culture, this is what it is." Uh, it's good to know what the culture was back when it was written, so you know what they're facing. You understand the culture going on during the time of Jonah, and the mindset and everything else. You get a much better understanding why Jonah may have had problems with the Ninevites, maybe why he didn't want to go to see them. You know, you get the, you have to understand the cultural and the historical base of what was going on when it was written. So we give you the tools on how to find that and search that up. The idea is to try to come as close to what the author was trying to state. I don't know if you've ever done social media or something like that, but I I very often hear people say, I hate putting things on social media because people do not take it in context or people take it out out of the spirit that it was given and they don't understand where I was coming from and they're getting angry or whatever. Our goal is to help alleviate that in the text God gave us, you know, that we can open it up and read it and try to understand what God intended us to get out of it by understanding what the author meant. So
3: I have a question for Ed. Uh, If you were a prospective student, what kind of uh, questions would you have about taking classes at Anchor Bible College?
1: Wow. Um. I'll be honest with you. I, I think I'm kind of late in life to be studying Greek uh, hermeneutics. No, I, you say I, no. Yeah, no, no. You you, you can, can do it. You yeah, you can I'm, do I'm it. Probably you're, you're Old smart. Testament theology. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in theological aspects of things. i actually I want to know what's the difference between Old Testament theology and New Testament theology. When did theology flip that there's a difference? Well,
0: I'm glad you asked that. Even though that class is not in this coming semester, um, this is, it is a class I find it to be important. There are a lot of Christians who say, we are New Testament Christians. My they point. totally tu- They turn their back on the Old Testament. And there's so much theology that you can go through the book of Genesis and find the basis for every part of the systematic theology that you'll be learning in this class starting in Genesis. And as you go through the Old Testament, it's all there right down to evangelism It's all there. But people want to discard it without realizing that that's a seed of every point of theology that we we accept as being theology.
1: And yeah. I might suggest a, a more apt title for the class would be a, an Old Testament theological basis for the New Testament, because. Otherwise, it sounds like it's feeding into that notion that we have two different theologies. You know, that angry old God in the Old Testament and that hippie Jesus in the New Testament, as opposed to a consistent God through... Quit shaking your head. I'm not done talking yet. I'm looking for my soda,
0: <laughs> so get over it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, we have a consistent God through old and new. And, and while I do believe there's things we need to learn about the Old Testament, as you were saying, as they, because Paul what did Paul have to teach out of the Old Testament? He hadn't written the New Testament yet. Right, yeah, I was watching
0: on a program the other night, someone brought up the old angry God of the Old Testament and the hippie Jesus, as you put it, (laughs) uh, on a TV show. And um, one of the people I was with and said, what do you say about that pastor? And uh, why is is the God in the Old Testament so much more vengeful than the God in the New Testament? And I, I said one sentence. Have you read the book of Revelation?
2: <laughs>
0: They're the same God. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. He lives by the same rules in the Old Testament as he, as he sets upon himself in the New Testament. So, um, but yeah, yeah you're and right. The reason I point we, out Old Testament theology is to understand we have a basis for our belief in the Old Testament.
3: And we've talked a lot about here about the Old Testament and theology things. We do have a course this fall that is an Old Testament survey, and that course will focus a lot on theological concepts. I can read you guys a few of the the questions that will be focused on in that course each week. Over 15 weeks, each week uh, we'll have lecture on the material that they're going over and an important theological question. And I can list off to you guys some of the questions. First one is, how was the world created? And the next, why and how was the world destroyed by the flood? And then what is God's relationship with Abraham and the Jewish people? And then how do Joseph and other key people symbolize the life of Jesus Christ? And another question, is the law God gave to Moses binding on Christians today? And then why did God direct Israel to destroy other nations? And why did Israel so readily return to sin and idolatry? And why did God warn against Israel having a king and then give Israel kings? Or why did God destroy his temple and send his people into exile? And how did God... How did how shall God's people live while in exile under idolatrous rulers? And a few more here. How is God's character portrayed in the Old and New Testament? We were just talking about that. Um, right. And then what did Jesus and the apostles believe about the Old Testament? Did Jesus Christ appear in the Old Testament? Were there things yes. such as a Christophany?
2: <laughs>
3: what evidence do we have for Old Testament historical events? And finally, how should Christians approach the Old Testament when reading or teaching the Bible? So, these are theological questions, really deep right. ones. You could spend a whole class discussing these and even yeah, I hope so. going
1: over that's, these. Yeah, that's what yeah. I hope yeah. you spend a whole class discussing. What I find too, interesting yeah. is your first question
0: yeah. uh, was uh, about the creation of the, the world. world? How was yeah. the world created? You see, where I was talking about biblical theology is that that whole thing, the creation of the world, not only speaks to how we where we come from, the origins of man. But it also speaks a lot to bibliology which is the study of scripture no human being no human being was there to see it right the exactly. only way the only way that moses could have had a clue is if it was revealed to him mm-hmm. so we we learned that scripture is divinely revealed <laughs> right yeah. from that point so yeah it's it's a wonderful i i i i love the old testament
1: but Daniel, you talked about evidence for the old, you know, archaeological evidence for the Old Testament. Oh, a yeah. few months ago, I had the uh, the guy who found um, um, Sodom and Gomorrah. He actually found where it was, dug it up. Rick and I wow, interviewed nice. it together, and uh, all he the interesting thing was that for years, this one guy big guy in the field that said oh yeah it's under the red sea it's or the dead sea rather it's under mm-hmm. there somewhere we'll never find it and this guy's leading a tour group you know in israel and he's reading his bible oh, that's like always a good start he's reading his bible <laughs> he says what am i going to tell these people the same old stuff and all of a sudden it's like that indiana jones movie where they they realize they're digging in the wrong no. place yeah, and so, you know, he goes out, starts digging with a college crew and now it's a huge dig. It's it's phenomenal what they found. And just because he read the Bible the way it was written instead of the way somebody else told him to read it. Yeah, the, he, he, he actually found Simon gomorrah
0: where the Bible said it was.
1: Imagine
3: you know that. <laughs> but yeah, I would say anyone who found some of those questions that I just listed or this discussion interesting they should really check out these courses and see if they might uh, be interested in applying to take any of these classes.
0: And if they want to apply, who do they contact? How do they contact?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question. So the easiest way to find all the information and apply and all of that is to go to anchorbiblecollege.org. And you'll find uh, what I think is a beautifully put together website. And that will have- uh, (laughs) Who who
1: built that website, Daniel?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, that would be uh, someone I'm very familiar with and
2: uh,
3: <laughs> uh yep, and they would find things about all of the courses um you can take a look at the faculty and staff and you would find uh our friend rick here and a bio for him as well as six other amazing instructors who have taught courses or planning to teach courses and then there's an admissions tab you can apply now and that'll take you to form where you can fill out what courses you'd be interested in and go from there there's a contact one where they can uh, send an email or give a call. All of that's there on the website.
0: I think we're going to music. So, hey, we'll be back after these breaks to a moment of third with Daniel Mandela.
2: With your host, Pastor Richard Dietering, on Wow. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. 85 years ago today, or excuse me, on August 14th, the Detroit Tigers dismantled the St. Louis Browns 22-7. Pete Fox and G. Walker blasted solo homers. Charlie Geringer belted two and three-run moonshots to plate Fox twice and Walker once, Rudy York crushed a two-run four-bagger to send home Hank Greenberg, and Goose Goslin smashed a two-run tater to score Greenberg. The Tigers' red-hot hitting lineup scored nine more runs, courtesy of six combined singles, and a double off the bats of Walker, Goslin, Billy Rogel, Garinger, Greenberg, and Boots Poffenberger, who scored on an error by Raleigh Hemsley, That plated Poffenberger, Marv Owen twice, Billy Rogel, Geringer, Greenberg, York, and Fox. Now, here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. That's right,
0: that's right, I'm sad and blue, because I can't do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing, and that's why I sing, gimme, gimme, that ding, Thank you, Ed. Give me that no, ding. it was Derek. Oh, thank you, Derek. I thought that ding sounded better.
1: I gave hey, it folks, to him. I just I'm found capable. out
0: uh, after the first half hour that my gain was not correct on my mic, and it sounded like I was like 30 feet away from my mic. Hopefully it is better now. I'm looking for the thumbs up or thumbs down from uh, uh, getting a thumbs up. Okay, very good. Uh, we have a guest from... Anchor Bible College Daniel Manwiller I'm going to totally ignore my guest host who just gave me a thumb down cuz he he never thinks I'm wrong. You know, I make mistakes, but the only man that has more weight out on his computer screen than me is Ed. So <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right Ed?
1: Yes it is. Yes then. And also a magic marker. Yeah. To underline yeah. stuff. Yeah
0: which is why they don't let me around the computers at school. I have to bring my own in. Speaking of school, I've got Daniel Manwiller with us. He is with Anchor Bible College. He's telling us what's going on this semester. The exciting news is, is I'll be teaching a class on Mondays from 4 to 7. Please enroll. Um, I, I hate talking to myself.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can take it away from here. We've been talking yeah. about classes this fall and the backstory of Anchor Bible College. I can say that... Um, some people might be wondering, like, what is the purpose in taking classes? And I can describe a, a few scenarios. One is someone who is college age or maybe older high school dual enrollment type status or maybe just done with college, but they want to continue with their education. Any of those categories might be perfect for someone who says, I want to get a associate's degree in biblical studies. I want to work towards something that then could then be used in a number of different Uh, fields that whether it's some form of Christian ministry or church leadership or nonprofit work, something like that, this would actually be the educational background and college uh, degree to help you into that. But many others are looking for something where it's just studying because they want to grow deeper in their relationship with God and knowledge of his word. And so they might work towards a one-year certificate or take individual classes and go from there in terms of the training that they've had in ministry and study and all of that that they've gotten at a college level to move forward in
0: whatever god has for them yeah and i think when we sat down originally um me you your dad and uh, gene and talked about this it was specifically to offer people a way to get an education let's face it there's a lot of great pastors out there and everything else and there's a lot of pastors out there that are really great where they teach book by book verse by verse chapter by chapter Um uh, we Daniel, you know a couple of those. That's true. <laughs> um, but uh, even then, it, it is to get the tools you need. um goes beyond just what's going on within the church congregation. If you really want to get in deeper, church is wonderful and great, and I would never discourage anyone from going to church. Matter of fact, please keep going. But the school is there just to help you understand the word better. Right.
3: And the cool thing is that... This is happening at the building of Hope Community Church, but our instructors are coming from different places. Our students are. This is meant to be something where it it transcends any churches or church groups, and it's something that can be a fully functioning Bible college that Christians from the entirety of Southeast Michigan can come to for that kind of training in ministry. And something that I think is unique compared to other Christian colleges is there's a personal discipleship. Each one of these have a pastoral each of our stru- instructors have a pastoral ministry and calling and they want to deal individually with the students on a personal level that I don't think you find at a lot of colleges where you'd be surprised if the instructor knew your name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, good story on that. Uh, I was taking <laughs> my Greek class um, and uh, four weeks in the class, I'm getting really upset at this, uh, this student by the name of Kevin. Uh, professor keeps calling on Kevin. Kevin just keeps ignoring the uh, Professor prof, professor was getting really ignored, uh, upset with him, and he finally just asked him, and uh, he said, Kevin, why didn't you answer my questions? And then I realized he was looking at me, and I says, my name's not Kevin, my name is Rick. <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I know that feeling of the professor not knowing your name. Now, we, we mentioned that this is taking place at Hope Church. But we should mention that Hope Church is, if you're thinking about the little tiny building with the steeple on top, that's not Hope Church. Hope Church is in a school that's designed for education yeah. and training. You have a beautiful sanctuary. I, I love it's your a, sanctuary. It's set up. It's gorgeous. But you have classrooms there and everything else uh, to to accommodate an educational yeah. system. So. It's
3: an amazing story. Uh, five or so years ago, our church had been looking for a place where we could be for a while uh, to purchase a building. And we'd looked at different school buildings and it came up just by God's provision that this building was an Ipsy public school building. It had originally been a grade school and then it was fully redesigned to be a technical high school, which is really more like a community college. And If you walk in the classrooms, they are 2000 square foot classrooms with all of the setup and technology and stuff to be amazing and it's worked great for us and then we were like well we, we need to start a bible college and wow this is perfect for exactly what we need
0: yep it, it absolutely is the classes are great they're set up for uh, and and for students that uh, for example if they get sick and they can't make it in uh, we're able to put the classes online during the class time. So if for some reason they can't make it, they can watch it online, they're still responsible for their whole homework and reading assignments. I'm just saying.
3: So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that was the, the way of saying, these classes are not online classes. You need to be there for quizzes it, and discussions, and right. stuff like that. But if a student is sick or maybe a week is traveling, they can still access the lecture recordings. And that's useful for review for any student You know, studying for that midterm or final exam. All of those mm-hmm. things are super useful and we have all of the technology and infrastructure for what makes this a real college class like you might've had at any other institution.
0: Right, it's absolutely wonderful. I know that uh, I had, I, I'll say this now, Daniel, I was able to, I guess, co-teach uh, a church history class mm-hmm. assistant teacher, yep. you know, I'll say it, uh, church history class with uh, Jean Mayhew and got to know a number of students there. And yeah. uh, the students are eager and That's wonderful. True. They're eager to learn. And, mm-hmm. and that is something else uh, where people are just going to college just to fit something in is one thing. But when people are going for purpose, yeah. uh, you see a different attitude. And the attitudes of the students at Anchor were I, awesome. I just want to say awesome. Each student I, agree I met. With that.
3: Yeah. Each student is coming. They want to take these classes. They want to study God's word at a deeper level. They're not being forced by their parents to find pick somewhere to go to school. They're coming because they want to take these classes.
0: I won't mention students' names, but I have texts on my phone uh, that are counting down. They call. They will text me daily. Three more weeks. Yay! That's
3: awesome. <laughs> you know, a, a bunch of them. I, think so. I know which student that one might be.
0: <laughs> I, there's a couple of them, but yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, it's great, It's it, and it's encouraging, too, as an instructor, but to see that you have students that are really wanting to get the tools they need to get the most out of their scripture. Yeah, that's really which cool. Which is why I recommend this to, to Ed, so he can get the most out of the scripture. There you Take go, the Ed. Greek.
3: When are you going to sign up for a class? Take the Greek <laughs> <Jeez>. and hermeneutics.
1: <laughs> the pressure's on. I'll let you know. Uh-huh. I'll get back to you.
3: Ah, all right. Well, I can tell the the folks that are listening that these classes for the fall semester, they start in just about two weeks. Uh, It runs in the typical college semester. So at the beginning of September and running through about mid-December, a 15-16 week semester. Um, And then there will be another semester in the winter. And we also had a shortened semester in the spring with an eight week uh, block. And so it's, you know, if you go into any uh, college around here, it runs on a typical semester schedule. That's exactly what we're doing. So we still do have registration open. Some people have wondered, when's that deadline? It's not quite yet. So if you're listening now and you check out anchorbiblecollege.org, you see the classes, you see the uh, way to apply, that's still open to anyone who wants to jump in last minute.
0: Just to let you know that uh, the Monday classes actually start before September. They that's true. On August 29th. August 29th.
3: And then the very next week, they uh, they get the day off, huh? Yeah. That, uh, that's an interesting schedule with Labor Day right there in week two. So.
0: They get they, they get an extra week to do all the
1: homework that I'm going to assign on the first there night. There you of go. <laughs> <laughs> Can yeah. I tell you a funny story? Sure. Let's hear it. So well, when, I got out, when I was in my senior year in high school, my parents, this is not funny, but they were getting divorced. And so basically my last quarter, I went from being... Virtual 4.0 student to like a 2.8. I got kicked out of the National Honor Society. I spent the summer working, living in my sister's house, and I kind of reconciled with my mom a little bit and went to visit her in August, late August. And she showed me a letter, and basically it was from the Dean of the College of Engineering at U of M saying, Hey, could you please give us a call and explain your grades? We'd like to have you attend. And I thought, Oh, there's no chance. You know what I mean? And now I, there's a chance. So I call the guy and we set up uh, an interview actually on Labor Day weekend on Saturday. And he says, yeah, you can attend. But I had waited to enroll so late that all the freshmen. Well, I had actually bypassed a lot of my freshman classes, but the ones that I needed and some other sophomore classes, they were all taken already, which left me with junior and senior level electives to take. Yeah, down in flames. I was gone in six months. So, folks, don't wait. You must enroll early here at Anchor Bible College. Don't let that be your fate. I love that.
0: And Ed might even be in my class, and if so, he'll give you his autograph
1: and my notes.
3: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I don't think. I think Rick will give all the students his notes. Maybe not. Oh, yeah, they're gonna get notes. They're gonna get
0: notes. Uh, Yeah, you know, Rick is never shy rick is never shy about
1: giving the benefit of his uh the uh never shy about giving his opinion
0: no uh we we talked at the beginning
1: that uh you're you're the
0: i am not the computer guy Uh but i tell you what i've been getting a computer education (laughs) i've
3: been uh holding rick's hand with uh, setting up canvas (laughs) with the uh course uh management uh technology so he can set up assignments and create discussion boards and all of that. It's uh, it's going to work out yeah, great. Yeah,
0: I've got the questions on when do I post them? I've got them created. It's when do I post them or do they post on based on the date I put on there and stuff like that? But uh, other than that, we're, we're, we're there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be good and we'll uh, go over the Logos Bible software and students will really get a deep yep. uh, understanding of everything uh, week by week through the course.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I made this actually, I I asked you to make this part of the class is because we are bringing in Logos. That is one of the tools that we will be teaching the kids with is bringing you in a a couple of times throughout uh, the class and also involving, I think, somebody from Logos. I'm not sure. Uh, So,
3: yeah, I've met with someone from Logos and I think that I'll be the one walking the students through. What happens on week one, and then coming back in for all their questions, and then I do have the contact for the the representative from Logos if students want to reach out to. I think it'll yeah. it'll be great.
0: And Logos this is a really neat program because you can add on to it. You're talking about the basic program for fifty dollars, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, a great price. Um, I I have expanded my library up into the tens of thousands of different um, volumes that I have mm-hmm. within my, and I use them, not all yeah. at once because that'd be crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> it does have I great features yeah it does have some great it does stuff like if we ever have a, like a hermeneutics 2 class we'll be getting into stuff like sentence diagramming and things like that mm-hmm. uh and logos has a great program for that
3: yeah and, so i did want to bring up one more thing we've talked about a couple of our instructors um yep. if anyone is interested in learning more about them you go ahead, you can again go to anchor dot um, If you search Anchor Bible College on Google, um, there is a church in North Carolina that has some evening classes that's anchorbiblecollege.com. You don't want that. You want anchorbiblecollege.org. And you can find uh, a beautiful website and it'll have a tab that says about and then faculty and staff. And if you click on that, you'll see a beautiful picture of Rick that looks uh, way younger than he is now. He looks absolutely ancient now. But uh, you'll find him and then uh, Dr. Gene Mayhew, Dr. Matt Postiff, You'll find Paul Manwiller, who's my dad, who's teaching the Old Testament survey course. John Navarre, who's a really great guy. He's one who actually works as a, in corporate sales, but has a seminary degree and has served in, as a pastor and in teaching roles and is going to do an amazing job teaching the theology course this fall. And then you'll find myself. I've been helping with each one of these courses and helping things to go well. And then also you'll see a lady named Karen Riddle, who will be teaching a course next winter as a uh, psychology course on Christian relationships and biblical counseling. So that'll be a really Wonderful. interesting course next winter.
0: Yeah. I wonder if she knows Dr.
3: Wood. You know, I wonder. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know who I'm talking
0: about. Ed I, 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 Moody. I, yeah. Wonderful yeah. teacher. That's who taught that class to me was Dr. Wood.
1: Go ahead, Ed. No, no, no. I see somebody's calling in and we should take that call because I think this is this call refers to what I was going to ask.
0: Yeah. You could have you could have said you could have said something, everything you wanted to say. was I was was
1: waving my hands like, no, 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 don't call on me. Don't call on me. You know, like in class when you're not prepared. Oh, you don't know that feeling, do you? Oh, no, I
0: call on those are the people I call on. Trying to call on (laughs) Kevin over there. Yeah, I make sure I find Kevin in the class and say, no, you answer my question. Darn it, <laughs> Derek! Did
1: we get a call or not? Was that not a call?
2: Yeah, somebody called, but the, they had a bad connection. So hopefully they'll call back.
1: All okay, right, no, go ahead. Ed. My friend Martin texted and asked, uh, "Could he use Verbum, which is the Catholic version of logos, and would he benefit from your school?"
0: I
3: think so, he'd benefit. I think he'd benefit for sure. I'd, I think that Logos is actually uh, very well integrated for any Catholic resources or other Protestant resources. Um, really, it's meant to be something that is a structured for biblical study at any level. Um, and I think that someone would find that the classes we're doing are not taught from a uniquely Catholic theology, but someone who wants to study God's Word and grow closer to Him, they would definitely benefit from these classes.
0: Logos is... is uh program that helps like a database and you can load your database up with a number of different sources, regardless of what denomination you're in. You can find sources within Logos, put within that database. So it is not a, what I would say, a Protestant or a Catholic or Lutheran. It's not a denominational program. Logos is just referring to the word. And in the end, you can load up the tools um, that you want to load up. Because again, I talked about uh, hermeneutics in the big division within all the divisions is what type of hermeneutics you use once you start getting into the studies and depending on which denomination, is going to be what, what area of tools you choose to pick. Um, and so that I'm, I guess I'm saying Logos is not a denominational tool, it's just a database that offers you stuff like, you you can do sentence diagramming if you want with it, or you can do word studies. How many times is this word used within this translation? Uh, Or how many times in the Greek is this used? How many times in the Hebrew is this word used? And where is it used? And what kind of context is it used as when you do a word study? It'll give you a little ring, and it'll just say, it's been used this many times meaning this, and this many times meaning that, and uh, it is strictly a tool In the end, it doesn't tell you what to believe or how to believe. That is going to have to be through your discovery of the word.
3: And I can tell you, if you're thinking about what do you believe and how do you defend that, the theology course that we have this fall will be working through a resource, Systematic Theology by Dr. Wayne Grudem. And the final assignment for that course will be to give a long paper as your statement of faith, a personal statement of faith, and defend that based on what you've studied throughout the course. And so if someone's interested in what the theology of background of some of these things, you could take a look at, you know, Systematic Theology by Dr. Wayne Grudem. Uh, It's a big old fat book, we'll be going through half of it in the first semester and the second half in the winter semester. But that's something where you can get a good idea. Uh, Ooh, Rick's pulling out his book. Yup. That's a big fat book. It looks like you could do a workout with that. (laughs) He's doing some arm (laughs) curls there. Yep, Just passed out. guess we'll have to do the rest of the show. No. <laughs> yeah, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. That's an uh, exercise for me. So I, I guess uh, my, my statement to your friend is we are going to give them tools on how to read uh, the Bible and look at theology. And um, in the end, you've got a way out with the tools that you have at your disposal. It's up to each and every one of us to find what God wants from us and what he desires from us and not to deny that the truth that unfolds before us. And if he is comfortable where he's at and he's getting fed and everything else that's between him and God, that is not our purpose. Our purpose is to give them the tools they need um, to know church history, to know theology, to know how to open up the Bible and get the concept of what the
1: author meant it to mean when he put it out. Go ahead, Ed. You you, you don't have a book in your hand doing a workout, but. (laughs) The way you said that, and I'm not being critical, but I can see how some ears might hear that. It sounds almost like workouts or salvation in fear and trembling. And it sounds like a very, hold on, it sounds like a very scary prospect. And yes, everybody's responsible for figuring out what God would have of them, but the beautiful thing is he gives you the Holy Spirit to lead you that way. The thing is, if you ask for a a piece of bread, he won't give you a rock. If you ask for something else, a chicken, he won't give you a snake. Fish, he won't give you a snake. You know what I'm saying? So like, you can trust God to give you what you need to know when you need to know it. It's not that hard, but it's up to you to ask. And you guys are supplying the tools. That's that 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 that's. And I like that you're bringing
3: up the Holy Spirit in this, and that's in a key part in any study of theology or hermeneutics. Is what role does the Holy Spirit have in that? And obviously, it is a very key role, and that's part of what we need to study and flesh out. Is what role does the Holy Spirit have? I think if you didn't have any study and knowledge of what Scripture was supposed to mean, God could reveal it to you in a supernatural way. But that's not often the case. And that's why you do see a lot of people differing on random views. And so, But I do find that one who is very in tune with wanting to serve God and listening to the Holy Spirit, they don't get so, so caught up on those divisive issues. And that's what I love about what you're bringing up. But I think it is still vital to have the kind of knowledge that then the Holy Spirit can use in your life exactly. to help to guide how you should live.
1: Right. You just don't want to fly blind. You want to have some kind of guidance system and, exactly. you know, some kind of set of gauges in front of you and then listen to the voice saying, yeah, you know, make a course correction, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's a perfect analogy. Thank you. Never tell that uh, he
0: did anything perfectly. Just don't do it. <laughs> I, I have to live with him for the, <laughs> on the show for many years to come. So... <laughs> Um, well, with
3: the, the time I, we have left, I could give just one more brief description of please if do. a student is interested in this. They can take a look at the website. Um, there is a contact page if they're interested. There's an admissions at anchorbiblecollege.org uh, email address they can send questions to. There's a phone number. There's descriptions of the, each of the courses. You can even take a look at previous course syllabi. If you look at courses and then find course descriptions and previous uh, links to previous syllabi, You can take a look at the uh, resources of who's teaching them. You can reach out to Rick if you know him personally, or if you can uh, send a message to me through that thing on the website and you can apply to take these courses. They're still open. Um, Things start in just a couple of weeks. So act fast, act now, don't be like Ed and wait too late. Um, And I think it'll be great.
0: Yeah. I also want to mention is uh, the students you're going to meet, and I alluded to this earlier, are wonderful. I've met uh, missionary families through this program and everything else. There'll be good fellowship. On that note, I'm getting the signal from Derek. It's been great talking to you, Daniel. Have a blessed day, everyone. We'll see you next week on A Moment of Clarity.
1: You've been listening to A Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week, right here on Wham
2: Radio.